calling all podcasters, musicians, vloggers, and reporters, and everyone else who wants crystal clear recording that's super portable. The Shure Motive family of microphones makes studio quality audio that's as simple as plug and play. Many of the world's top podcasters rely on Shure, and with a Motive line of iOS and USB microphones, portability is now your friend. Imagine being able to get great audio quickly and easily from your phone, tablet, or computer. Simply visit Shure.com slash Motive to start getting great audio for your content now. That's S-H-U-R-E dot com forward slash M-O-T-I-V. Blog Talk Radio. We are poor little lambs who have lost our And Dave Wilkerson, where being a black sheep is a good thing. You never know what they're going to say. And tonight, it may actually be, what if we didn't say anything? What if we just came on the air and we didn't say a word? Of course, that wouldn't be Bob and I because we're both a little keyed up. We're ready to go with this show. We've had a lot of fun today talking about it, but I want to welcome all of you. Here it is, another Thursday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Sheep Time, like we like to call it. And my great friend, great, you know that? I say great friend, Bob Granger. How you doing there, Bob? I'm doing great, Dave. In fact, I have this huge smile on my face right now. One of those, that Chelsea cat type of deal, you know, yeah. uh, a smirk. <laughs> It's going to be a fun night. I'm telling you right now. It's going to be a fun night. And and why do you say that, Bob? What do you think is going to be fun about tonight? Well, the subject matter (laughs) is very, very intriguing to begin with. I had a great day today. How about you? Did you have a good day today? You know, today was a good day. You know, I mean, anybody who's listened to my other show, know the last week or so has been really bad on me health-wise. I mean, it's just yeah, I, I felt broken. I felt beaten up. In fact, I did a show on it that was sort of based on that. But like I tell everybody, I said, you know, I've got usually a one or a two week bad period. And then my health sort of resets itself, recorrects itself. And next thing you know, I'm fired up. And I think part of that is, you know, we've been doing a lot with the show this this week. And then, you know, getting ready for tonight, it fires you up a little bit. I mean, how are you doing there, Bob? How's your knee doing? <laughs> Good, good. I, I mean, I've been, I've been pretty active. In fact, you know, you talk. We, we always talk about recovering, Dave. You know, because you and I are yep. always some kind of status, state of recovery. So anyway, um, obviously, it's uh, going to be a long time to recover from the new granddaughter, Carolina Sia. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know how I'm going to be active. Yeah, she's a week old now, and everything's fine. But, but I went to the doctor today because I had my five week checkup after after getting the knee replaced. So I go in, yep. and this guy, this guy's a great, he's a great doctor. And he goes, oh, man, he says, I got to tell you, you're, you know, I, I replaced that replacement. He said, that was so bad, I just pulled it out of your leg with my fingers. He says, I don't even know how you were walking. He said, I had to been excruciating. I said, yeah, it was bad. And, and he says, well, how's it going? He says, usually a replacement of a replacement uh, is a little bit tougher and things like this. I says, well, um. I think it's going pretty good, Doc. I said, uh, you know, like uh, a little bit sore today because I worked yesterday and uh, I, I did a presentation at night and, uh, and things like this. And, and, and he says, wait, he says, you're working? I says, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm back working. In fact, I have to drive to Jamestown right when I'm done with you. And he says, you're, 
you're driving four hours today? I said, yeah, yeah. In fact, I, I was in the golf league last night. I've been golfing for a couple of weeks. He says, and he's looking at me. It was so funny. He goes, all right, all right, you're you're kind of like way ahead of schedule, and I kind of want you to, 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 to tweak it back just a little bit. Dial it back. But he's looking, yeah, but he's looking at my knee, and he's saying, it looks terrific, though. And I says, well, I, I says, Doc, I'm exercising, things like this. I'm kind of doing what everybody says. He says, yeah, but you're not supposed to play golf until, like, uh, April 17th. I says, well, I've only been dra- uh, playing for a couple of weeks. Yeah. But it was so – it was <laughs> – Yeah, because, you know, what, what, what I should do is I, I should talk to your doctor because I know everything. I should say, listen, you know, you got to dig deeper. you got to ask more questions of Bob. you got to trick him into answering you the correct way, okay, because – I, I think I told you today, I said, when I know that your knee is feeling really good is when you tell me that you're in the, you're in the vet going somewhere because that clutch will still take you under, won't it? Well, I'll tell you right now, I am, uh, I'm going to take it out this weekend. Coming out this weekend, I'm going to find out. It was so. gorgeous out. I mean, it was beautiful today. I did that, too. I went out there. I mean, it got to be in the mid-60s. I'm, again, I'm down in Chocolate Town, USA, and it was probably about – I don't know, 65, but blue skies, no wind. And, yes, I put the top down. And as I'm driving, and I'm saying, where am I going to go? And I said, you know what? I think I'm just going to drive. And I, I spent about an hour on, on back roads and on Interstate 81. And, and I, 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 I opened the season with the car. You know, I tell you, I'm ready. Yeah. I am ready for the season. No doubt about that. Oh, yeah. Yep. But, uh, and, and, and I'm, by the way, I'm ready for the show tonight because it's been – been a couple of weeks since I think you and I have done a, an actual show like this, hasn't it? Been Dave. I mean, yep. we've had Charlie and Tommy on. I've been out myself. You know, you you were under the weather a little bit, and so I think it's the uh, first time in a little while we've been able to have a little bit of fun here. It has been, and you know, come to think of it, if I re- if I recall, I think Charlie made some derogatory type comments about I don't know about you, but I know about me. And I know he's listening right now, and I'm just trying to think of the right time to say something. And I'll, I'll probably wait till we're into the what ifs, you know. But uh, we do appreciate the fact that uh, they got on the air. And you know, last week the two of them together, they were they were pretty good. I didn't have to like mute them. I didn't have to tell our our good friend Zeke to to watch every step they do. I didn't have to edit the show after they did the show. It was great. It was a good one. That's not bad. That's not bad. I love that. Yeah, they're learning. I, I have to tell you though, Dave. Tonight, the subject matter tonight. What if? I mean, it's kind of a, a crazy subject. You know, your mind can go a little bit wild with this tonight, without a doubt. You know, yep. because of all the consequences that change, everything that changes when you, when you get well, into and, this subject. Yeah, and, and what we're going to do tonight is we're not only going to uh, talk about what ifs in network marketing. We're going to go into some other topics and other you know, suggestions. Because what I did is, just about an hour ago, I posted up on our Facebook page. All I did was my post, my entire post was, what if? And all of a sudden, I, I probably got about, I don't know, 15 or 16 comments already. And we're going to use some of them. And I'm going to you know, mention the people's name. I already told them. I said, hey, I'm going to. And no one said I couldn't. So I guess that's approval, right? Is that okay, Bob? It's definitely an approval. Definitely. Well, well right, let, let, give, me, give me a few of them. Give me a few of them. Okay. Well, you know what I'm going to do? Before I even go into the Facebook ones, let, let me do it this way. Okay, you ready for this okay. one? Yep. What if 
you had never gone or listened to uh, at that first presentation. Oh, wow! That's what a, that's oh, oh my gosh, that, that was five was, years ago, right? Six years ago. Six six years ago. Are you? I mean, if you think about that and the resulting relationships I've built with so many people, I've picked up hundreds and hundreds of of friends. Uh, obviously, it's changed my life financially. That's an interesting thing. That's an interesting question right there. What if? What if you never looked? What if you never looked at it? Never looked at it. Well, Bob, what do you yeah. think you would have been doing now? I mean, six years later, what do you think you would have done if you hadn't done that what if back then? I would have continued to, I, I think anyway, Dave, you know, because I'm still working, but I think I probably would have put even a stronger emphasis on my company because mm-hmm. you just have to. I would have had to do that. I probably would have been a little bit more aggressive in going into a solar division sooner than I'm, I'm going to. Uh, right. I, I think that's probably what would have happened. Is, but, but because I had a certain amount of success in, in the network business earlier, it kind of it put me in a position that the, the boys could make a little bit more money. I kind of backed off a little bit, which, which by the way, was a little bit of a mistake for a couple sure. of years. I mean, yep. there was there was a, a lot of different things that that happened because I started that endeavor as well. You know, not not all positive. I mean, overall, it's it's very positive, but um, it's <laughs> that's that's a, that's a pretty good what if right there. Well, you know, you're you're being honest with everybody, and that's the thing you that you want to be able to do. You know, you want to be able to think about the different paths because all this. What ifs really are just directions on a road. Which way are you going to go? You know, what if I went this way or what if I went that way? You know, it, it's sort of like that ripple effect. We always talk about the impact that happens with your decisions. And that's why, you know, most times when I'm making major decisions, I play the, I always call it my parallel plan. But really all it is is, oh, well, what if I do this? What do I think would happen? And what if I do this? And I try to map it out that way to sort of protect myself from shooting myself in the foot or in the knee. It's your case, you know. Yeah, but you but but that takes a while to get to that point of learning that day. You it know, it was having that kind of yeah yeah of having that kind of vision. If the if the youth of today could do that, you know, I mean, we always say, man, if I had only known this when I was in my twenties or thirties, uh, you know, it's just a. It's an interesting way of looking at it, to be honest. Well, you know, not that this one is going to make any sense to you, okay? But what if there was no internet? <laughs> right? I mean, well, think I about that. The, you know, I tell you, that that is a that is a huge huge deal because I've talked to my sons about this often, about when I was their age and a little bit younger. I mean, that's when you had to do your orders on tariff strips, Dave. You had to look for pay phones. Uh, I can remember when the first pay phones. Fax, yeah, I can remember when the first fax machines came out, and that was a miracle. So now you have the Internet. I mean, we could accomplish more in one day now than you used to accomplish in two weeks. Well, you know, I, I don't disagree. I mean, even the radio show is, is Internet-based. I mean, and that makes it so it's available right. to us. But I can't tell you... This the other side of that is a little bit of an overload, though, 
because of that, I think that everybody, you know, like I said, your brain works a little differently. And I know yeah. that's what happens because of what happened with the internet years back. I mean, I, you know, I, I think of all the domains I could have bought in the early days because we were pretty active in the internet in the first stages. And, uh, you know, I could have taken more advantage. I could have been Mark Cuban, you know, because all he did was create a very simple system called broadcast.com and he sold it for billions of dollars. I mean, it's not a bad way to have started if you, if you, if your timing was right. Yeah. Well, but, but also the internet too, it's, it's changed society so much that I think many people are losing a lot of their social skills that you had to have in the old days. Uh, I agree with that. You know, as great as the Internet is, I mean, it still has its, its pitfalls. Well, I would think so. Uh, listen, you know, it's funny because let me mention this because uh, Steve Gutzberg, one of the things he asked, he goes, what if you were born in a different era? Now think about that one. You know, I, I know that my buddy Rob Utter and I always talk. We wish that we actually were able to witness the 60s and the 70s in like Fort Plain, New York, which is now a little bit of a ghost town. And, and even where right. I grew up, you know, imagine if you could go back to those times with a little bit of knowledge you have. Of course, I could see you now trying to pull out your cell phone in 1943. You know, it's not going to happen, you know, but. Well, I mean, when you think about that, too, I, I was thinking about my mother the other day and, and she was in my or I was in my mid-20s when, when she passed. And. If you put her in today's society without knowing how that transitions, you know, oh, my gosh, what an overload that would be. But my dad always said, if I had my druthers, I would have been born in the Wild West. That's what my dad always said. Well, you, you know, know that, that, that probably sounds a lot more romantic than it actually was, okay? <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I lived out in Cheyenne, Wyoming in the uh, mid-'70s. And I can tell you, it was still a little bit of the Wild West. In fact, the year I was out there is the year they finally took the, the rule off the record books, there, off their laws, that you couldn't start up a gunfight in their main street anymore. And that, that's no lie. They actually took that away because before you could legally. Okay, so that was only 1970. That had to be 76, 77, you know. So we're not that far away, I guess. Yeah, I know. You know, and then I brought up one other thing. I said, what if, and this is one of your favorite topics, and, and I, I want you to sort of you know, build on this a little bit. I said, what if you were born in another country? You know what, that, uh, well, first of all, if you were born in another country, you'd be, you'd be envious all the time, I would think, of America. I, I would hope so. You know, and it's, you know, it's almost yeah, the, depressing. The, when, yeah, the, it's, it's the freedom almost, that we experience. I mean, and, and just everything that we have. I mean, if you look at Europe, you have the separate countries. Well, you look at us, we have states, but you can go state to state to state. I mean, it's, it's such a – being born in different – I can't even imagine. How about being born in some of those third-world countries where you just have no opportunity? We're, we're so fortunate to be in the position that we are. I think the American people have lost touch and lost track of how fortunate we are to be here. That's why it's such yeah, a critical maybe. year. Yeah, maybe. You know, I, I can tell you this. One thing we definitely have here is, you know, we have the ability to start up a network marketing business, you know, that you can actually have a chance. I know we talked about this, the, the way the job market is, the way the economy is. Everybody who hasn't ever looked at network marketing owes it to themselves and their family 
to at least look at one of the thousands of companies out there and find the one that creates passion within them. That's one of the blessings I think we have more than you know, other countries do is that we have that available to us. I, I still think that anyone, I don't care who it is, if they just keep it simple and they give them, put themselves on a two-year plan, and I don't care which company it is out of the top 100 in the DSA, I sure. still think that they can completely change their life financially. I honestly believe that. If they're willing to work, they have to work at it. It's like anything. But, my gosh, what a tremendous opportunity. The, the American dream is still alive and well here in this country. It still is, but it's a little bit trickier to get to it. It's not as easy as it used to be. Well, you're going to have to work at it. And, you know, again, it goes back to, and this is where all the listeners need to ask themselves the question. You know, if they're in a network marketing company right now, do they ever sit around and go, man, what if I had just sponsored that person? What if I had gone to this event? What if I had come in this thing a year earlier or a year later? Or, you know, it's always something. And you know what? Sometimes you can live in that world of what ifs to the point that you paralyze yourself. Oh, I, I think that happens often in network marketing. I think where, where if people would just say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to simplify this and teach people, everyone, to get to that just the first promotion and have them teach everyone to get to that first promotion, ultimately you're promoting automatically. And by you've, you've kept it so simple. And that's the thing that, that people lose track of. They look at the big fish and they think, oh, my gosh, I'll never – you know, I thought I could get there, but I'll never get there, and so I'm out. It's too bad. Yeah, well, either that or the path to get there is not really the way it's laid out. You know, I mean, there's yeah. other things that come up there. You know, Charlie Melcher just sent me a note, and he, it's a couple that he set up here. I want to bring up one of them. He said, he goes, uh, how about if there was never deregulation? Okay? And think about that, because I know for myself – you know, actually, we're old enough to remember when the airlines deregulated, right? Remember that, Bob? Yeah, 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 absolutely. But I know you're old. You you remember all of that. You remember when the railroads well, deregulated? Yeah. The the funny thing is, is that my my good buddy uh, Henry Fuchsman and his company, he's got a very successful company. If there was never deregulation, he wouldn't have a business. He wouldn't have had a career. <laughs> well, yeah, or, or, or his career would have been something different. You know, I mean, that's the thing. You never know. But I think deregulation has been good for everybody. You know, um, he also asked, this is, this is, again, from our other co-host, Charlie Melster. He said, he goes, what if you couldn't fail? Okay. And I, and I let that sink in. And I, I did answer him online. I said, well, how would you know what success feels like then? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's. That's a pretty interesting statement right there. I'd have to think about that for a little bit. What if you well, that may, yeah, that, 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 that that may mean freeze your brain up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah that, that mean everything is gifted to you or something? I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure about that. Well, you know, of course not, Bob. You know, what can you do with that? No question, you know. And, and of course, you know, we talk about some of the, and I'm going to talk about the, the big elephant in the room right now because – Anyone who spends time on Facebook, I can tell you, and I've gotten sucked into it as well. Boy, when they start talking about politics, you know, honestly, you're really better off just determining who you want to vote for and go vote for. You know, because the problem is you get into these dialogues on Facebook. What if happens? Yeah, what if you, you post something that's positive for one candidate or the other? 
and suddenly you get a suddenly your feed blows up with everybody attacking everybody, and all of a sudden it's like going into a room full of angry people, and it's it's horrible, you know. So I am I am weaning myself away from doing that because I've already mapped out the scenario. I know that if I post something, and and you know just so everybody knows I I am I haven't been a uh, Republican nor a Democrat. I've been independent for a couple years now. And I'm glad I did it before all of this mess has happened, you know, but you ready for this one, Bob? I was thinking earlier today, how about this one as a what if? You ready for this one? Because this will blow yeah. your mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, because we're going to touch into politics for a second, and then we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna finish it up with some happy thoughts, with maybe like unicorns and rainbows and stuff to bring us back to a normal state. But Imagine this. Everybody knows right now both parties. And again, I'm going to be very independent here. The, the Democratic Party, you know, Bernie Sanders, whether you like or don't like, doesn't really matter. Everybody knows that what's happening out there is showing the weakness of the delicate system. You know, it's showing that even if he wins, he loses. It's sort of the opposite of the American dream. You know, you, you get everybody supporting you, but he realize it doesn't matter because the fix is in. And, of course, Donald Trump is dealing with some of those same issues. And it, it takes up, again, all of Facebook. I bet you right now 40% of Facebook is all politics, without a doubt. Maybe a lot more than that, probably. But I want you to think about this. Let's say that when it gets to time for the conventions, and let's say that things do happen, and, you know, Trump is not the nominee. He's not the uh, Republican candidate. Now, let's say he decides to go independent. But let's not forget Bernie Sanders. Let's say that Bernie, I mean, he had a crowd yesterday in New York, I say with like 27,000 people came to listen to him speak. And one thing I say about him is I may not always agree with some of the stuff he says, but I believe he believes what he's saying. And I think that's what's powerful. But imagine if they pull it away from him, even though he could win every single uh, primary from now until the end, and he still loses because of the delegates and the super delegates. So what happened? Ready for this one? Yeah. If Trump and him as independents decided to get together and run together as president and vice president, and you could decide who you want as president and vice president, just imagine that ticket out there. What do you think would happen? What if that happened, Bob? Well, you know, we, we were talking, we, 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 we bantered about that a little bit jokingly. And I, I took the liberty today, Dave, of calling up a couple of millennials. Now, you know that I'm, I'm pretty tough on millennials. I always am. I was so enlightened today. I called up Alyssa, a good friend of mine, Laura's daughter, and I said, all right, let's talk about some things about politics. And she was really up on it. I couldn't believe it. I said, what do you, what do you think about all the candidates? She says, I don't like any of them. I said, I said, well, what do you think about Bernie? Well, you know, he says what we want to hear, you know. And I said, well, what do you think about Trump? Well, I guess as far as the Republican side of the equation, you know, he's as, he's as strong as, as any of them. Uh, and I said, well, you know that they're both going to get jazzed. I mean, uh, it, I mean, it's already in. The plan's in for the Democrats, obviously, you know, with those superdelegates. So Bernie's going to get boned, even though he's he's winning. Uh in the meantime, Trump, the chance of Trump getting the Republican nominee is, is, in my mind, I think they're going to do everything they can to stop it. So what happens if they team up? And she goes, oh, my gosh, what a Shah's storm. I mean, yep. <laughs> think, think about that. Because there's a lot of people like Bernie, a lot of people like Trump, 
Trump and Bernie would work in conjunction, but it's got to be a better avenue. And so, and I said, well, would you vote for him? She said, well, you can't vote for Hillary, and you can't vote, you know, for the GOP because they're in disarray. So yeah. And then I talked to another millennial, you know, guy and Davy who owned the the, the Afton Golf Club. Yeah, sure. Guy's mm-hmm. son, yeah, guy's son, Bobby Boy. He's he's the smartest young guy. So I gave him a call. I said, Bobby, I said, you, you up on uh, politics at all? And he says, oh, yeah, I got it. And I said, <laughs> which I loved. I, I loved. Now, this is two 18-year-olds, Dave, and I'm tough on the millennials that were up on this more than, than the majority of people. I loved it. Yeah, people don't realize and, how much. Yeah, and, and, I think, and, I, and I blame that on Trump and Bernie for exposing the system for what it is. And so I, I'm talking to Bobby Boy, and I said, well, what do you think about the candidates? And he says, well, he says, I'm a capitalist, so I like, I like Trump. But he says, uh, in the meantime, he says, Bernie's telling everybody what we all want to hear. But if you look at it, he's actually a socialist. And so I went through the same uh, you know, uh, scenario with, with uh, Bobby Boy as I, as I did with Alyssa. And he says, man, that, that would be an interesting ticket. I'd go for that ticket. I mean, here's two you know, young people that are thinking, are thinking about this country because it's their country coming up here. You know, you know, I could, I, I, I could almost see it. Then. Yeah, you know? I couldn't you see it because I, I could actually see in, yeah. in Trump sit down with Bernie and saying, "Listen, here's the deal. We, we know we both are, are from a, maybe a little bit of polar. I don't think they're polar opposites. I just think they're different, right? And, and we, we believe different ways to do things, but together." First off, we can we you know, bottom line is we can screw over the establishment and people love that right now. That if that's all yeah. they put together, you'd have people saying, you know, it's just like, well, I'm voting for them only because I don't want to vote for the GOP or or the Democrats because they got to change. They got they got to listen yeah, to they, the will of the people and they got to allow one vote to count, to actually count. As crazy as it sounds, they would probably win in a landslide. <laughs> Well, you talk about things being a mess. Well, but listen, here's what we'll do. We'll tell everybody. Said so just remember, if if that does happen, you heard that idea here first on Two Black Sheep Radio, because you know the black sheep, it makes sense, right? Because we're always thinking a little differently than others, you know, without a doubt. Okay. Oh my hey, hey, Bob. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Enough politics, because it just it feels negative to me. So enough politics. Let me let me throw up something else for all of us who are here in network marketing and have been for a long time. There's a company, of course, you know, Amway was the first big one that really, you know, plowed through all the, all the negatives. They had to deal with all the, the legal stuff. They, they paved the way for a lot of companies. But for, right. for a lot of professionals, they were attracted and they came into network marketing when Excel Telecommunication, uh, they started in 89, but they really kicked into high gear in 93. And I was thinking about that the other day because I, I was talking with uh, – um, I think it was Jordan Adler, someone we were texting back and forth. I just made a comment. I said, well, what if Kenny Trout, who was the CEO of, of Excel, what if he didn't start Excel? And Jordan said, wow, that's an interesting one. Because here, let me give you an example. You know, Jordan is the number one <coughs> money earner for the company he's with now. Brian McClure is the number one money earner for the company we're with right now. Um, Lane Winsett is he, he was in that top five. I think he was one of the first, the first consultants out of the first five people total in Excel. So all these people who everybody knows who they are, 
And I guarantee you there's hundreds of other ones that all started yeah. from that seed, including, you know, Ray Monty, same thing. Ray, Ray started with Excel. Now think of all yeah. those people oh, yeah. that if Kenny hadn't started that, would that mean that they wouldn't have started and had all these other companies? I mean, again, there's a lot of them out there. There's probably a hundred different network marketing companies that started from people that, that, uh, you know, cut their teeth in network marketing with Excel. So what happens if Kenny Trout instead did something different? How would that have impacted network marketing? I think beyond belief, beyond belief. I know it would have for me. Yeah. Well, definitely would have for me. Uh, because well, of the regulation, the deregulation with, with the telephones as compared to the regulation with, with the utilities, you know, that wouldn't have been available. And so I would have never been interested because I had tried product-based before. And, and, you know, back when I was in my 20s, and that just was an exercise in utility as far as I was concerned. Uh, well, with, so without, without a doubt. Without, without that, doubt. oh, yeah. With, you know, without, without uh, Kenny doing that, you would have had, wow, wow, what a, what a dramatic change that would have been. Well, no question. Hey, listen, no. Well, Let's first go of all, hey, your... Dave, Dave I, would, I would never have known you if it weren't for Kenny Trout doing Excel. Yeah, again, you know, you could play the what-ifs, and, and when we end up tonight, I'm going to leave everybody <laughs> with a funny one. Okay, you know what it is. It's going to be fun. But listen, why, why don't we go ahead and do your Lone Granger segment? Let's go ahead and okay. do that right now because we haven't done that for a few weeks. Let's do that, and then okay. we'll come back, and I've got some more things I want to read off of Facebook for everybody, and uh, we're going to tie more and more into uh, network marketing. So let me do your, your intro, and then I can't wait to hear what you got to share tonight, Bob. Okay, okay. gotcha. <laughs> with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver. So all of us, let's welcome our very own Lone Granger. I love that lead-in song. I just love it. You know, when we talked about our show this week, Dave, and said, what are we going to talk about? And we, we both thought, what if was a great subject matter? I started thinking, well, what can the Lone Granger talk about that? And I, so I went back into the archives of... of when I talked about the ABCs up that ladder of success. And so I pulled out a few of them that are real applicable to what if. And I want everybody to think about this. I want to, actually, I want to think about it tomorrow. Tomorrow when they start their day, I want, I want them to think about this. So first of all, let's talk about the letter S. What if you stopped procrastinating? What if you stopped I mean, you really stopped procrastinating. Do you know how dramatically that would affect your life? I mean, everyone should do what they don't want to do and have to do first. Get that out of the way because that opens up a whole nest of things that's going to make you excited about what you're doing beyond that. So what if you stopped procrastinating? Then I started thinking about, okay, procrastination. Let's talk about I. How about I as in ignore those who try to discourage you? Think about this. This is so true in network marketing. So many people will try to discourage you, try to to keep the pain away from you. 
uh, in the meantime, they're not experiencing the American dream, and you have the vision of that American dream. But what if you ignore that? What if you move forward and you find just a couple people just like you that want to change your life? What if? And how about this one? And this is, this is the most important. B, what if you really start believing in yourself? What, what if you, you sit back and say, you know, I can, I can do this. I can change my life. What if you start reading some positive books? What if you start listening to some positive mo- motivational audio sets? You know, if you start to believe in yourself, the truth will just come right out, right in front of you. So that's the key tonight for the Lone Granger segment. What if you stop procrastinating, you ignore those people that try to discourage you, and really, really believe in yourself. And if you'll do all those three things tomorrow and every day the rest of your life, I'm telling you, your life will change. What do you think of that, Dave? You know, Bob, I always love your twist on a lot of things. And, and, I, and I, in a way, I, I am blessed to know you. And I always think back to, again, what if I ignored that guy that I saw hanging out at these meetings and events we'd go to and said, nah, you know what? I don't think we'd get along too well. What if I had just ignored him? And I didn't, you know, so like they say, history begins, you know, now my good buddy, Tim Bolin, and people have heard us talk about him. We call him the legend. And he, he said me one thing. And again, it, it sort of brings me back to the very early days. Again, when I met Tim almost 20, 20 some years ago, and he, he put up here on Facebook, he goes, what if I didn't have Nina Muha as a client? Now people go, what, what are you talking about? Well, everybody knows that Tim is a landscape. I call him a landscape artist. But one of his clients was this wonderful woman, Nina Muha, and her husband, who uh, were in Excel. This goes back, you know, it had to be 95, 96, somewhere around there. And she invited Tim to come meet me because I was coming into town. And, and, and Tim said, he goes, you know, if that hadn't happened, well, everything wouldn't have happened. You know, financial freedom wouldn't have happened. And I tell them that's true. And I never would have met all of my friends in New Jersey because all of them came through Tim. So, again, that's why, you know, you've you got to follow your instincts. Because you know how many times that people have said, oh, you know, will you come here? Will you come talk to so-and-so? And, you know, especially lately where I just am not feeling it. And they said, well, you know, but if you don't, I said, yeah, I know. What if I don't go and that person would be the person that would be a lifelong friend yeah, we could probably make a lot of money together, but how about if they just became a lifelong friend like Tim did? You know, what would you do if you ignored it? That's why you, the what if is nothing more than your intuition. You know, and then my other buddy, Tommy Hasselberg, the very first person that I, that I brought in and I sponsored in my company right now, and he just says, what if we didn't reconnect on Facebook six to seven years ago? He said, one thing I do know is life wouldn't be the way it is today I'm sure I would still be struggling. And, you know, well, I tell you something, I, I, that, that chokes me up because I know Tommy well, and I know that uh, I know it was such a blessing what happened. And I feel the same way about having him come. But, but what if we didn't reach out and, and, and connect? Like I said, it was just a year or so. It was before, uh, you know, Ambit came along. It was, it was, you know, it was almost seven years ago. 
And for whatever reason, you know, through Facebook, you know, that crazy medium out there, we connected up. And look what happened from that for him. And it led me to, you know, a huge team in, in upstate New York, which led everywhere. And again, incredible friendships. It wouldn't have happened if Tommy and I didn't connect up, you know. So, man, I tell you, well, you can, you can blow your mind if you really want to let these scenarios play out. I mean, I always talk about being successfully divorced. And I've had people say, oh, Dave, that's sort of funny. But, you know, how does your ex-wife feel about that? I said, you know, I get along really well with my ex-wife now. You know, it's been 20-some years. But what if I hadn't gotten divorced? Well, you know, on the positive side of that, and divorce is not a positive thing, but on the positive side of that, the fact that she moved back to Rochester with my daughters, well, it meant that if she hadn't done that, if we hadn't gotten divorced, we would have stayed in Richmond, Virginia. And my daughter would never have met her husband, Mike, who never would have, they would never have gotten married to have my two grandkids. I mean, the what ifs are just all over the place. Pretty stupid. I mean, I, I know it's a weird example. And, and let me tell you something, Janet, my ex, she still cringes a little bit, but she knows that I'm right. You know, so we always laugh and we say, you see, it had to happen. And look and look at these beautiful grandkids. She goes, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's my warped way of looking at things, turning everything into a positive, Bob. I'll I, I tell you, David, it's, it's interesting if you if you think about the what ifs. I mean, back in the late 80s and early 90s when I, I wound up going out into to Afton and going into business with a, a guy that I found out later was a drug dealer, uh, that, that, that Linda warned me against, and several other people did too, but I knew, but I knew better. So anyway, when uh, found that out and ultimately uh, went bankrupt because of it back in the early 90s, you know, that, but that led me to Afton, led me, the Afton Golf Course, and my, my very close friend, Davey Dawson, PGA Pro, who 15, 18 years later buys me a, you know, like a massage gift certificate for Laura, yeah. who, who winds up being 30% of my network marketing business. Now, think about that. So, in other words, you take one of the most disasters you could possibly have. Right, and then it turns mm-hmm. into a positive. Isn't that something on how on on, on what what if? <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I think what well, it does bye-bye. more than anything is yeah, it, it, what it does more than anything is tell people that they've got to accept things that happen, and maybe they yeah. they happen whether it's for a reason or not doesn't matter, but it's happened. So now in yeah. in your network marketing business, what I instruct people to do all the time, if you're not happy with where things are right now, play out some scenarios. You know, readdress maybe the failures that occurred along the way, or maybe, you know, you got to ask yourself, okay, what have I worked a little bit harder this week? What have I worked harder for 90 days? What if I went out there and, and got out of my comfort zone and asked the, that one person, I mean, take one difficult person a week and just go through and de- deal with the no if it happens. And if it doesn't happen, that's great, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you, you have to expose it. I'll tell you today, is the best it's ever been for network marketing in the state of the economy, in the state of the world, and all the financial markets. Today is when people should be saying, I need to develop a network marketing business for that extra revenue stream right now. In fact, the youth of today should be jumping all over it, jumping all over it. Well, they should be. And, you know, it's funny is that I know that 
our good friends, um, Adam and Michelle Carey, and they wrote a book, Don't Be That Guy in Network Marketing. Um, he's doing yeah. some yeah. videos right now of live prospecting. And it's really sort of funny because I always said Adam and Michelle are a little bit out there, you know, so it's a little oh, yeah. comical. I said, they'll be perfect guests when we bring them on, on the uh, Two Black Sheep Radio. But what he did the other day is he had a video of him going into a dry cleaner and essentially asking for the, you know, I do keep your option open type thing. And he said uh-huh. he was new in the area and he, and, he, and he played it all out. And he realized that there's somebody that is teaching people how to do cold market prospecting, which is not that difficult. I mean, if you really think about it, once you get out of that comfort zone, again, if you're going to ask yourself, do I want to be successful in network marketing? Maybe you got to ask yourself that big, what if am I, yeah. am I open to getting out of my comfort zone. If I do that, yeah. what could happen? You know, could I, could yeah. I get up on stage, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's a very good point. A, a very good, I mean, you could even, even you could, you, I mean, if you have to ask somebody if they're open to, you know, additional streams of income, you can also ask them, what do you know about network marketing? I mean, that's a great lead-in. What do you know about it? Because most people don't, see, you don't know that much about it, to be honest. Well, no, and you know, see, we're we're not afraid to ask that question, and part of that becomes, you know, we're sort of bulletproof when it comes to nose. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. You know, okay, fine. You know, it it almost becomes that game, and if you can make it a game, then after a while, you'll you'll find the right people. You know, it just you got to remember this: is that if you if you map out what's going to happen for you in the next, you know, one year or five years, again, I go back six years ago, and I didn't know her, well, I didn't know any of you. You know, and now I think about, you know, harassing Charlie Melster on the phone. And I'm trying to think of the perfect thing to get back at him with. But I, th- I think I'll wait and do that on my show tomorrow morning. But, yo, if we hadn't done what we've done, if we hadn't met the people we, we did, if we didn't extend ourselves out, if when someone asked, can you get up there on stage and, and do this presentation, you know, sometimes, you know, it's completely out of your character. I, I always talk about this. I mean, Rob Butter is a close friend of mine. And I know that if he hadn't come to me and approached me about the network marketing, about Ambit, if he hadn't done that, well, none of this would have occurred. So I always am thankful and, and understanding of the people that led me into this. And I try to teach that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what if? Well, we can go ahead. You know, look, I'm, I'm going to tell you thousands of people tonight, Dave. Thousands are going to have nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I told you, because we're getting close to sort of end the show up. And, and, and what I want to do is, uh, I'll throw this out right now because it'll be fun. I said, listen, everybody is listening. And if, it's, if you're listening to the archive version, which we'll be posting you know, later tonight, if you listen to it, here's what I want you to do tonight. Ready? Now, you don't have to write this down. It's really pretty simple. I said, but right before you go to sleep, don't look at your Facebook thing. Put your phone someplace else. But right before you go to sleep, I want you just to ask yourself, what if? Okay, make sure you do that. Say, what if? And then play out something five years ago, two years ago, last night, last week. What if I had done this instead of what I did? What could have happened? That should keep you up for at least a couple extra hours, don't you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's going to keep me up. Well, you know, no. Listen, you'll fall asleep. You know, I, you'll fall asleep right well, after I this. Could. I know you. I, I, you'll I be could. out like a light. I could. I, I could. <laughs> well, great. 
Well, wait, well, listen, everybody, you know, we, we, again, what we're trying to do is we try to keep our shows 45 minutes of, of interesting uh, dialogue and uh, you know, you never know what we're going to say, but we have a short close. But before we end that up, I just want to say a couple things. One is make sure you go to two black sheep radio.com. Not only join club black sheep, we've got some things coming up. I can't tell you everything, but it's taken a little longer than we thought, but it's all coming together really nicely. Our listener count is climbing. It's steadily over 10,000 each and every week, you know, so it's nice to know we've got the success that came from all of you listening and from all of our co-hosts that put so much effort into making each show a little bit of fun. It, we're not normal. You know, we're definitely, we're not, we're not uh, some of the typical podcasts and things like that. That's all we did as a radio show where you can actually listen live instead of just record it. But we've got some great things not only coming up, but I ask myself the question all the time when I'm planning out what we're going to do with Two Black Sheep Radio. What if we did this? And one of the things I remember asking myself a little more than a year ago, what if we started doing morning shows? And look what's happened since then. So I don't know what the next what if is going to be, but it's a great tool that you want to fine tune and you want to use it all the time. No matter what you're doing before you make a decision, try to map it out. Try to say, what if I did this? What if I did that? And try to play chess and figure out where that move will end up. And even if you're off, you're going to be closer down that road than you thought you would before. Right, Bob? Yeah, absolutely, Dave. Absolutely. You know, we, we, so you we want- love the show and we, we love helping, trying to help, help people just think. Just think. Because they can change your life. If they wish to, they can change your life. They can. And, and Charlie Melsner, I'll, I'll now opt up tomorrow morning. Make sure you tune in tomorrow morning. I can't wait. Wait till you see what I'm going to say about him. It's going to be good. He's, he, every time we let him on the air, he always talks about me being in control. So wait till he sees the morning. It's going to be fun. I'll so, be on. I'll okay. be on tomorrow morning when I'm driving back. <laughs> All well, right, that's good. Do you want say good night to everybody, Bob, and I'll do the close. And uh, we appreciate everybody being on here, and be tuned in for tomorrow morning and all next week as well, Bob. Thank you so much, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it this evening. It was a little bit off the wall, but that's what Two Black Sheep Radio does. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Talk to you later. Thank you, everybody. Well, a very special thanks to all of our listeners for joining Bob and us tonight. Wasn't it fun talking about what ifs? You know, you should continue that practice. Wake up every morning and say, what if? What if I do this? What if I do that? What if I put a little bit more effort what if? So what if you listen to our show all the time? In fact, matter of fact, tomorrow morning, I've got a special show that I'm doing to fill in for our very good friends, Tom and Annie Diadon, who are on vacation down in Florida enjoying themselves. So I told them I'd fill in for their show, The Morning Blend, at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. Then Monday, we've got Bob Granger, and you heard him tonight, Rock and Roll with Grange. He's in a great frame of mind. His knee is back. He's almost to the point now where he can actually play golf. We won't go into that story. But And then, of course, Tuesday morning, stand up, be proud. Charlie Melster with the America I See. His show is just setting new records each and every week, so make sure you're part of that. And then I'll be back Wednesday with my show, Bits and Pieces. But for now, thank all of you for spending time with us tonight. We had a good time for sure. And I want you to remember this before we sign off. Remember that being a black sheep, it's not a bad thing. It just makes us all a little bit more unique. We'll see you all later. Bye-bye.
You're looking for meaning and purpose in your work. Hello? Hello? We all are. Every year, Harvard Business School Executive Education helps executives like you reevaluate goals and develop both personally and professionally to turn their careers into their callings. Don't be different. Be changed. Go. Start by going to hbs.me slash go. That's hbs.me slash go. Thank you.